Hello and welcome. You're streaming another stellar episode of Mac Watson Talks, voted best podcast in the Valley by the readers of Phoenix Magazine for 2022. On this episode, Joe Biden's in trouble again. More forgotten documents. But is it really that big of a deal? Also, a turkey is terrorizing. Yes, I said that word. Terrorizing a trailer park. Say that fast three times. A turkey is terrorizing a trailer park. A turkey is terrorizing. See, I can't do it. Also, what's going on in the Watson household with Tales from the Crib. All that and more is coming up, so let's get started. This is episode 228. All right, in the news this week, it is again about Joe Biden. They have found six more documents at his home in Wilmington, Delaware. And again, as I watch this story unfold, it is not that he's trying to hide them. That's true. When the documents were originally found by his attorneys, his attorneys, knowing they didn't have the clearance to read security documents, immediately called the Justice Department and said, we were just going through some files, found these, need your help. So it's uh, it's been transparent from the beginning that they're like, look, we didn't know they were here and we're telling you they're here and now here, please come and get them. This is ridiculous because this is not only when he was vice president, but now this goes all the way back to when he was a senator. That's 20 years ago. That's almost 20 years ago now that he was a senator. So how many people have these types of documents? And do we have to search everybody's home in the Congress? The thing is, is that when you are in Congress or you're a vice president, And you there's stuff that you like, you know, those some of those documents are huge. And you're like, are you going to sit and read them in your office? You're like, I'm taking these home tonight. I'll read them after dinner. Yeah, but then they don't return them. Well, I mean, the Justice Department isn't a lending library. Right. I understand that. But but the thing about these these classified documents, it's not the only copy of the document. It is a classified document. Right. It is a cop. It's not like the original classified document, but they're documents that that should not be. And they've been handled correctly all the way through. There's no, you know, he wasn't trying to hide them. He didn't box them up and take them with him home, like trying to be all sub, sub, you know, versive about it. Right. He actually didn't know they were there. And when they were found by his attorneys, they did not go, ooh, let's look at this. Yeah. They <laughs> they called the, they called what, the FBI or the Department of Justice? The Justice Department. And they said, hey, come and get these. I, I get that. But now we've got documents for when he was a senator. Do all senators take these documents like that home and well, just leave them? I think it's a story for, for all people in that have some federal security clearance because not, senators have different levels of security clearance depending on what committees they're serving on. They don't all have the same security clearance either. And so it's a it's a story for all of them to maybe be looking a little bit closer at their home archives. If they remember, Joe and, Biden hasn't remembered. And not everybody keeps an archive of things they've worked on in the right, past. Right. And and but some people do. When I worked as an attorney, I had a copy of every brief I had ever filed and probably 4 or 5 years after I stopped working at the Arizona Attorney General's office, I purged all of those briefs. Now how did bu- you do that? I, I just decided one day I was done, and I just put them in our recycling bin in Arizona. I was like, I don't need to carry these around anymore. Oh, okay. But I had kept a copy of every brief I'd ever written since I started working as an attorney. So I had like, I don't know, 10, 11 years of briefs, and I just was sick of it. it and, and not that any of them were classified documents, but yeah. you know, I some people keep different i have a different idea of like what they want to keep as like this is a memory or or not even memory or a history of what i've done 
So you don't think this is a big deal? I mean, you have air checks going back to like the 80s. No, I don't. I have air checks going back to my first gig, which was in 1993. Okay, so you have air checks going back to 1993. 30 years, right. You don't work in classified documents, but you do have an archive of things you've worked on. Right, but it's not important. It's just me on the radio. This is important. This is a classified document. Right, it is. And it's. this is not to say that he's done anything wrong with them, other than kept possession of them after he was done working on whatever that particular subject was. I guess this just brings up a bigger picture Again, problem. not like Trump. Right. It's a bigger picture problem, though, of do all senators do this? I mean, do we have to have a law or enact a law that says you can only borrow, you can't keep classified documents? Documents? Well, it's they give you a copy of it. It's your copy. Right. But then shouldn't you destroy if it? If those copies had been kept in his office, nobody would have said anything. Well, they were in his office. They were in his office in his house. And but remember, Joe Biden used to go they home. Were in his Senate office. So if it was in a locked file cabinet and at his Senate office, this nobody would have a problem with this. Okay. So but he's I, not still a senator. So he took some of those files home when he was done at the Senate, and nobody cared about that because they were like... It would be like when I packed up all my briefs when I left the yeah. attorney general's office. Nobody cared. They were like, take your memories, if that's what you want to call them. I mean, I don't know what you take call Take your memories. Take your work, your work files, your work product. Right. And the reason why I took them at the time was because, as for at least for attorneys, sometimes you need writing samples. Yeah. And so, but for him, it may just be sometimes he wants to go back and be like, what was that bill that we did or, you know, whatever. Or what was the situation at the time. Right, right. And so I don't think it was done with any kind of, uh, it wasn't like he was trying to. He wasn't trying to hide anything. Nope. All right. Also in the news this week, guess what the uh, Customs and Border Patrol are dealing with? Uh, Yes. People trying to get across the border? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yeah, that's true. What else? 100% for me. What else are they dealing with? Um, Dogs. No. (laughs) Eggs. Eggs. An increase in eggs on the southern border are trying to be brought into the United States. Well, that's because eggs are like gold right now. It's technically illegal, but you're right. Eggs have gotten more expensive than gold bullion. Right, because it's you're bringing across an agricultural product, which is you're not allowed to just bring across agricultural products for various reasons. Right. The price of eggs have skyrocketed 60% since December. Uh, the U.S. Bureau of Labor statistics say with the average price of a dozen eggs Wait, at about is, four. Where is the Bureau of Labor involved? Are they like for chickens' rights or something? No, the people who collect the eggs. That's who they work for. <laughs> Jeez. But I mean, is it, isn't that amazing, though? Now you have to screen for vegetables, fruits, and, and eggs. eggs now? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Well, you know, people have uh, tried to tried to smuggle wildlife across the border before. Oh, yeah. 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 They say it's because of the avian flu, the widespread avian flu. That's one of the reasons. I was going to say, as my example of smuggling things across the border, that my aunt and uncle smuggled a, a parrot once across the border inside of a microwave oven in their RV. Really? Yes. How did that Speaking happen? Speaking of avian flu. How did that? Did they go well? Yeah, did they, they do got, it? Yeah, they got through and nobody found the parrot. Nobody apparently, nobody heard it. He, oh, well, apparently he kept quiet because it was dark in there. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Eggs are significantly lower in Mexico than the United States, so that's why they're bringing them over, trying to make money off of them. But of all things, eggs. Wouldn't it be better just to have the chickens fly over the wall? <laughs> They'd be too heavy. They're full of eggs. (laughs) (laughs) You found something interesting, didn't you? I did. I found, so I've 
in keeping with kind of weird stories or different stories than just regular mainstream news, I found 44 ways in which the U.S. is completely weird compared to the rest of the world. So we won't necessarily go through all of them, but let's just go through a good number of them. And we'll start with this one. Did you know that the U.S. is the only place that has widely adopted the use of an in-sync garbage disposal? Garbage disposals? Yeah. It, they're in almost every house, right? But nobody else in the world they uses have, them? They don't use them in other places in the world. I wonder why. That's weird. I, they just don't. I would think they'd. I would think that it'd be a selling point. Well, they compost. Okay. But I'd still think that it'd be a selling point to just whisk it away. I don't know. That's not, It's completely abnormal. It's only a United States thing. The other thing is, do you know that we also, you know how you get butter and they have all those little marks on there? Yeah, they have for tablespoons, mm-hmm. teaspoons, yeah, that kind of thing. In other places, they just sell it by weight. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you don't have tablespoons, teaspoons, stuff no, it's like, like that. There's a pound of butter or right, whatever. Right. Right. Okay. What else? Um, so there are almost as many cars in the U.S. as there are people. I, I, look, I mean that, that, look, what's synonymous with America but a car? Yeah. And in the European Union, there's only 587 cars per 1,000 people. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. It's very expensive to own a car in Europe. (laughs) You'll love this one. U.S. is the only country in the world with grape Skittles. U.S.A. USA. Nothing says See, USA we're better like than, a purple Skittle. Yeah, we're better than everybody. We like grape. <laughs> um, the next one, America is one of the only countries that refrigerates eggs. Yeah, now this is this is something that I didn't know. You brought this to my attention that if you have a a hen that lays eggs and you don't wash them, you can leave them out for room temperature, right? Right, right. but in the United States, the FDA makes um, egg producers wash the hen's natural coatings off that protects the eggs from salmonella. Oh, okay. Which, because the reason why the FDA does that is because sometimes that natural coating might include a little bit of chicken poop. Yeah, right. It's gross. But in other countries, you don't refrigerate eggs. Right. You don't. It's not, you just you buy, leave them out. You buy them unrefrigerated and you keep them unrefrigerated. They right. just sit on your countertop. Blew my mind when you told me about that. So when we get them from the farmer's market and stuff like that, we don't have to refrigerate them. We can just leave them on our countertop. So how do we know they're not washed? That nobody washes them? Well, they'll tell you. Oh. Most of the time when you get them from somebody, they'll say these are unwashed and then that means you can keep them out. That's why they tell you that. Right. Um, in most states in the United States, the highest paid public employees are the college football and basketball coaches. Yeah, they I make know that. More than the governors. I know. I know. Like millions of dollars more in college football. Mm-hmm. So that means that there, the 39 coaches combined in like major U.S. states with that are competitive sports-wise, they make four times as much money as the 172 of Britain's highest paid civil servants. I believe it. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Way to go, Nick Saban. (laughs) America is one of the only countries that is extremely obsessed with their flag. Yeah, we fly it year-round, don't we? And we fly it for all kinds of different reasons. In, in, In countries like France, the flag is associated with being aggressive. In Germany, flags are are only on parliament buildings, and and those are the only ones ever flown. They don't put them on their T-shirts and shorts and well that's like their that. problem yeah. usa usa <laughs> this what is it these colors don't run yeah well whatever yeah okay um in the u.s cars with automatic transmissions are preferred by drivers 
I can see that so when the, we were kids. Less than 3% of all new cars sold in the country are manual transmissions. Yeah, I can see that. But th- that's not true. In most other countries, they use manual transmissions. They don't have Oh, autom- really? They don't have an automatic transmission. Well, we drive a lot longer. We commute a lot longer. Uh, we just we're just obsessed with it cuz we're lazy, I guess. That too. Um the U- <laughs> United States is the only nation that hasn't ratified the Convention on the Rights of Ch- of the Child which means that American children may be treated by the criminal justice system as adults. You can't do that in other countries. Well, isn't that kind of... You can charge somebody with murder as an adult who you, who's like 16, right? You can't do that in other countries. Oh, I see. I because see. Because they've all adopted the Convention on the Rights of the Child. The CRC. Mm-hmm. Um, there is currently three countries that don't use the metric system. Burma, yeah, Liberia, right, and the United States. Good, you already knew that, right? Yeah, good. <laughs> and we won't use it. But it is becoming a standard in science, medicine, and government. So when you go to the the doctor, right. they always weigh you in the metric, in right? kilograms, and all that stuff. Right, which is you seem a lot lighter when you're weighed that way. So it's That's true, nice, right? Um, unlike most countries around the world, America does not officially embrace the tradition. Of napping. Now you you brought you this love to my napping. Oh yeah, <laughs> you'd be great in other countries. Now you brought this to my attention that when you were in Italy, that th- like shops closed up in mid afternoon or whatever, then opened up later they in the day. Didn't yeah, they'd close like about one or two, and they wouldn't open again till like five thirty or six. Right, so people could nap. Well, it's it, a wonderful just, experience. Even if it's not for napping, they just go home. They're just not open. It's like a midday siesta, yeah, midday break. Everybody's closed. Yeah, that's just how it is. Um, stores being open 24-7, that is a uniquely United States um, thing. Darn and right. a little bit in Asia. Okay. But you will not find anything open 24 hours in Europe. In See fact, why we're better than Europe. In, in some places in Europe, things still stay open until 4 in the morning, but they don't open again until 4 in the afternoon. Now, what is an example of that? What opens at 4 in the Four in the afternoon, like a club or no, something like that. I'm talking like about that? like a restaurant. You, some oh. restaurants you could eat there all night, but that, yeah. but then you know, they don't have they don't have all those laws about oh you have to be closed by one or two or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. is only one of four countries in the world that does not require paid maternity leave. We're kind of jerks. Yeah, we're kind of jerks about that. Yeah, we kind of feel like you you know having a kid. Oh, just come back to work. It's your own problem, right? Yeah. Right. America is one of the few countries where soccer is not the most popular sport. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take football over soccer any day. Uh, football is soccer in yeah, everywhere else. I'll take American football mm-hmm. with a side of patriotism. Do you know that a third of the world's airports, there's like 41,000 airports in the world, a third of them, 13,000 of them are in the United States. I believe it. That's We're crazy. a big country. Yeah, other countries are big too. I mean, and this is these are all airports, like tiny airports, like the Cody Regional Airport or the Glendale Airport. You know, we're talking all those airports, you right? Know, yeah, and we are the only modern democracy to elect a president using the Electoral College. Right. Most democracies actually do are by democracies, democracies. Right. So mob <laughs> rule instead of a democratic republic, which is what we are. Right. But the founding fathers were smart in doing that. The United States has more geysers than any place on earth. Hey, way to go, Yellowstone. Yellowstone yeah. Yellowstone accounts for 60% of the world's known geysers. That's great. Yep. Uh, there are more privately owned tigers in the United States than tigers in the wild worldwide. I believe that. And they're all in Texas. I don't know if that's true, but uh, in the wild, there are about 3,800 um, tigers. And in the United States, in captivity, 
5,000. I believe it. I believe it. And that's just some of the stuff that makes us different, right? Yeah, there's well, there's 44 of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them. So. All right. And that's just some of the news this week. Thanks, Cricket. Thank you, Max. All right. It is time for us to do our Patreon patron shout outs. All right. We always enjoy doing this because you support the podcast and we appreciate it. Yep. So we do we do shout outs for the top two tiers. Those are our VIPs and our all access. Let's start with our VIPs. Aaron Mozzie, Janet Thor, Carla Halton, Lily Cabral, Lisa Short, Michael John, Roxanne Favors. Stacy Kagan, Susan Lubin, and Suzanne Swearingen, and Tommy Muller. And we've got Corey Evans. Don't forget him. So that's all at the $20 level. So let's read at the $10 level now, shall we? All right. So at the $10 level, those are our all-access patrons. We have Elizabeth Valencina, Aurora Feely, Cara Dautry. Carly Garrett, Christine Stroskoff, Aaron Foley, Joan Brainerd Pinson, Joe Subi, John Nystrait, Karen Martin, Kathy Galen, Kathleen Longstaff, Kenya Stewart, Lynn Marzoni, Marshall Hadlock, Marsha Davis, Mike Johns, Monique Lawrence, Sharon Miller, Shelly Wright, Stephanie Butler, Timothy Durga, and that's everybody for our all-access $10 patrons. We also appreciate our $5 a month patrons as well. We don't do shout-outs for them because there's a lot of you, but we love you. If you want to hear your name on the podcast, all you have to do is just pop it up 5 bucks a month. Yeah, that's really, that's really all it is. Mm-hmm. So thanks to everybody who's supporting the podcast. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, it's time for Tales from the Crib, the Watson Crib. What's going on at our house this week? Unfortunately, somebody got the croup. Yeah, we this kid has had croup, I don't know, 15 or 20 times probably since we got him. And I'm not even exaggerating. Um, since we moved to Wyoming, he's had it three times. <laughs> And, and is it what is croup by the way what is it so croup if if an adult got that virus that it, for croup it is uh it would cause you to have laryngitis but for little kids it ends up settling in their upper lungs instead of in their voice box and so it it causes this strider which is this like sound like <laughs> and then when you cough it sounds like a seal like a bark yeah right <laughs> and so scary it is it is really scary the first time it happened we completely freaked out and but we've been to the hospital with him other times because sometimes all the methods they tell us to use at home don't touch it and this weekend was one of those times three days in a row he woke up with it and so I finally took him to the emergency room so what do they do at the emergency room that we can't do at home they give him um, an oral steroid. Okay, so they give him an anabolic steroid so Which he gets ma- gained muscle and has roid rage. No, and I ask no. them, I'm always like, why can't you just give me a prescription for this so I can administer it at home? Yeah, I really. know when he has croup. Right. And they're like, nope, it can only be administered in an, in an institutional setting. Well, as our daughter would say, that's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah. But, you know, this isn't the first time he's actually even been to the ER here. So he's had croup three times and two of the three times we've ended up at the hospital. So what does this mean long term, that that he will always have breathing difficulties or that well, he, he has, is susceptible to cold? He has asthma. Okay. 
he has asthma and he may or may not grow out of getting croup. I mean, eventually he will grow out of croup. He'll well, start just get, be laryngitis. He'll start getting laryngitis, right? Right, okay. But right now his voice box isn't big enough to have that happen, I guess. I mean, I don't really know what the difference is, but that's that's kind of what happens. So, yeah, we spent... Um, we, this is the least amount of time we've ever spent at the hospital. They sent him home before he stopped barking. The barking cough. Why Why did they send him home? Well, because they know that we've dealt with it a oh. million times. I mean, I'm literally there just to get the steroid because I can't get it anywhere else. That's right. That's right. I can't even get it from the doctor's office. I have to go to the ER or urgent care in order to get administration of the steroid. That stinks, and that's expensive. <laughs> it's, it's expensive for Medicaid because our kids are on Medicaid. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, right. you, we're costing, uh, you know, the taxpayer... Or our kids are costing the taxpayer money. taxpayer money. Right. It, mostly just our son. I mean, our daughter's hardly ever been to the That's emergency true. room. He's been there a lot. He's like an expert. Yeah. He, like he, takes, he knows exactly what to he do. He takes the same stuff every time, and he insists that they put an armband on it. Do they really? Yeah, hippo. That he takes hippo with him, and hippo, and gets, hippo an, gets an armband? On his foot, but yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Because if you put it on hippo's arm, it falls off, but hippo has kind of a large foot. Right. So when you put the armband on, it won't slip off. Yeah. Does Do they put his name on there? Do they put the hippo name? No, they put they put our son's name on. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. And that is Tales from the Crib, boy. <laughs> Are you a patron on Patreon? Are you getting a bonus episode of Mac Watson Talks every week? If not, you're missing all the stories of what's going on with the Watsons and crazy stories about our childhood. What are you missing? Well, here's just a snippet. But congratulations. Ten years is a big deal. Uh, ten years for both of us is a big deal because we got married late. We did. I, you got married a lot later than I did, though. What does that mean? I mean, I was in my thirties. I'm only <laughs> I'm only five years older than you. You were in your forties. Yeah, I was in my forties. You were and... definitely a spinster. So really, with a bunch of cats and hoarding. Yeah, that's that's you did that have was a me. Fish. You had a fish. I did have a fish named Filet. I did. It was a nice fish. <laughs> Want to hear the rest? Go to patreon.com slash MacWatsonTalks. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. And sign up today for as little as $5 a month. You get four bonus episodes, an episode every week of us talking about ourselves. What could be better? That's patreon.com slash MacWatsonTalks. It's time. It's time for the last word. Well, residents of a mobile home park in Minnesota, don't you know, are battling with a wild turkey they said has been terrorizing the neighborhood and attacking neighbors and even chasing cars. Now, Emily Ashton, a resident of Coon Rapids community, that's got to be a trailer park full of fun, said the neighbors named the bird Reggie. We named it Reggie after the pardoned turkey in Freebirds because we thought it was silly. It showed up right after Thanksgiving, she says. But Reggie is no longer welcomed in the neighborhood. Neighbors say Reggie, who first showed up in 2021, is not afraid of people, nope, not at all, or of water. Rachel Gross said she lives in fear because of the feathered terrorist threat. This turkey has literally taken over our life, she says. This turkey attacks me every single day, follows me, goes up my stairs, tries to get in my house. When I leave in my car, it follows my car. The lone wild turkey has pecked at neighbors, even drawing blood. It also chased cars and pecked at tires. It gets on my husband's truck and follows me, Gross said. It rode with me to Chipotle one time. Maybe that's why he's so angry. He's hangry. He's hungry and angry. Come on.
Until next time. Thank you for listening to Mac Watson Talks. This episode is copyrighted and may not be reproduced in whole or part without express written permission. For more information to become a sponsor or to schedule an upcoming appearance by Mac or Cricket or both, visit MacWatsonOnline.com. That's MacWatsonOnline.com. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, share us with your friends. We love new listeners.